Ever feel like you need to step away from the noise of the world and just find a bit of calm? Well, I want to share with you a podcast called Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion. You're like, wait, what? You're sharing a podcast about someone else? Yeah, you might know Michael from TikTok or Instagram as Coach Michael, where he shares daily mindful moments and gentle reminders to help you find a bit of calm amidst the chaos of social media. Each week, Michael explores a wide range of topics related to mindfulness, to personal growth, and the exploration and management of emotion He presents effective strategies and techniques and tools to help the listeners find calm and inner peace. At the end of the day, it is all about you taking care of your mental health. And that means listening to as many perspectives as you can possibly find. Take charge of your mental and emotional well-being and search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion wherever you're listening now. Today, I want to talk about dirt. Not gossip, real, actual, in-the-ground dirt. And more importantly, the sheer magic of playing in the dirt. Have you ever tried it? I mean, yes, after the age of seven, though. I'm talking about gardening. Let's be real. It's basically just adult mud pies, in my opinion. At least that's how I see it. Now, my wife, she has a green hand, let alone just a green thumb. I've nicknamed her the Orchid Whisperer. If they were a pet, they would probably roll over if she asked them to. True story. But back to the dirt. You know, you're there, kneeling on the ground, dirt all over your jeans. And you're planting these tiny seeds, just hoping, hoping that they'll grow into something beautiful. Or, you know, at least something that just won't die in a week. The funny thing is, have you ever noticed how plants are kind of like us? No, not always in the ground, but you've got your sunflowers, which are my favorites always reaching for the sky. They are the total extroverts of the plant world. And then you've got the chill ferns, which I actually love as well. They're hanging out in the shade, perfectly content to avoid the limelight. And don't even get me started on the cactus. Those independent little guys, they're like, rain? Nah, I'm good. I'm just gonna stand here for a while. So, This whole plant talk reminds me of something a pretty smart psychologist named Carl Rogers once said. He was like, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. Huh. I'm going to make this a bit more mm, present today. No offense, as Carl's work was truly groundbreaking. But if I were to summarize, like in today's lingo, I think it would be like this. The funny thing is, when I'm cool with who I am, that's when I can really change. Sit on that for a second. When you accept yourself as you are, then you can change. I mean, that is the paradox, right? And even Carl Rogers said that, it is the paradox. Accepting yourself 
as you are, and then change begins. This is confusing. I know. But here's where the plot thickens. Accepting yourself doesn't mean you're done growing. Did you hear that? Accepting yourself does not mean that you are done growing. Far from it. It's like giving yourself permission to evolve, to become an even more amazing version of you. Think about it. A sunflower doesn't just stop growing because it's reached the sunlight. It keeps on reaching for more. It actually turns its face to catch every last ray. And our friend, the fern, (laughs) even in the shade, it's always finding new ways to spread its arms. Mm. Accepting yourself as you are right now is like saying, okay, this is my starting point. What's next? I want more. Do you? Do you want more? Let's dig a little deeper into this garden of life. What do you think? I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. All right, let's get our hands dirty and dig back into this garden metaphor, shall we? If you're in a safe space, try this with me. Close your eyes. Beautiful inhale in. Long exhale out. Picture in your mind a garden, but not some like perfectly manicured lawn from a home improvement show. I'm talking about a real garden. The kind with a few weeds and some wildflowers, maybe a gnome or two. I love bird baths. Maybe there's a bird bath in there somewhere. Now, your mind is like this garden. There's all sorts of things growing. Thoughts, feelings, memories. You name it. It's it's all there. Mm. Look around. Look at the garden. With a deep exhale, open your eyes. Now, if you've ever tried to grow anything, even if it's just one of those little little basil plants from the grocery store, you know that not all plants get the same VIP treatment, let's say. Some of the stars of the show, like roses or even tomatoes, right? While others get tagged as weeds, And then we yank them out before they even have a chance. Well, it's a weed, right? But let me ask, who's making these rules of what is a weed and what isn't? Stick with me here. I'm I'm being serious. Take dandelions, for instance. Most people can't pull them out fast enough, right? But did you know you can actually eat these little guys? Yes, Believe it or not, dandelions are actually packed with nutrients, which then kind of makes you think, hmm, right? Look at it this way. You know how sometimes you find a surprise plant in your garden 
Maybe it's a flower that you did not plant or a vegetable that somehow migrated from another part of the yard or maybe a, a, a previous season, right? It's unexpected, but it adds a little something special to your garden. The same goes for those thoughts and emotions that we're quick to label as weeds. They might be unexpected, but they could also be a path for growth maybe even some self-discovery. Hmm. So this week, I want you to try this. Not even a week. Give it two or three days. Just try it. The next time you catch yourself about to pull out a mental weed, maybe it's anxiety about a new job or um, a little bit of jealousy when scrolling through social media. Oh, they have what I would love to have right? It happens, especially on social media. But pause for a moment. Instead of dismissing this thought, get curious. Ask yourself, what is this weed trying to tell me? Is there substance? Is there nutrient in this weed? What is it trying to tell me? Maybe that anxiety is a sign you really care about doing well in your new role at this job. Or perhaps that twinge of jealousy is pointing you towards something you actually want in life, but just haven't pursued yet. Take a few moments to write them down. Journal about this weed. Call it your book of weeds. And as they pop up into your garden, ask, what is this trying to tell me. What does it look like? What space is it occupying in your mental garden? Most importantly, what can you learn from it? Sometimes getting to know these weeds, you're not just making peace with them. You're giving them a chance to transform into something that actually might be meaningful may have a reason that it's in your garden, even though you didn't plant it there. Because a lot of times, well, for instance, the dandelion, we labeled it as a weed. And that's the interesting thing about labels. Have you actually ever thought how these labels affect not just our own perception of mental health, but also our care for simply how we feel? Today of all days, October 10th, is National Mental Health Awareness Day. And so this conversation for this podcast episode is about mental health. So that being said, let me ask again. Have you ever considered how labels affect not just our perception of mental health, but also how we care for how we feel? You know how we are so quick to label some of our plants as weeds and others as flowers? Well, it's kind of the same way when we place labels on our mental health, right? We're quick to say, oh, that's a bad thought. Or no, that's a negative emotion. Stop thinking that way. And we want to dismiss it. We want to yank this weed out like it's ruining our perfect lawn. When we label something as bad, our instinct is to get rid of it, not nurture it. I know, it's 
backwards thinking, right? But what if instead of pulling out these weeds, we took time to understand them? How deep is the root? What nutrients is this thought hungry for from the soil of your experiences? What role does this thought play in your own personal headspace? You see, the concept of mental health itself has been long misunderstood. Mental health isn't just about dodging problems or avoiding those bad thoughts. It's way more than that. It's about you and your overall well-being. And that term well-being, we use it so much. And I'm going to scale it down and summarize it to this. Your overall how do you feel? Like how you're feeling on the inside and how you're dealing with the world around you. We don't wait for a physical illness to, to, to hit us before we start caring for our bodies, right? Why should our approach to mental health be any different? So here, some real talk. How often do you actually check in with yourself? And I don't mean just scrolling through your social feeds or binge watching your favorite show and being like, okay, I did something for me. No, no, no. I mean, really checking in. Like asking yourself, hey, how am I doing? What do I need right now? Just me. What do I need right now? And this is where the real growth happens. It starts with tearing down those mental fences that we've built, right? Those labels, those stigmas that keep us from really understanding ourselves and others that are in our circle. It's about finding your people, the ones who get you, right? The ones that celebrate your highs and understand and they're there for you during your lows. And yes, even loving you when you are all tangled up in the weeds. You know, as we're talking about nurturing our mental gardens, it reminds me of how chaotic life can get, especially this time of year. Leaves are falling, they're beautiful. Schedules are all over the place, they're crazy. And sometimes even basic needs, like food gets pushed to the back burner. I've had those days where dinner looks more like a mishmash of whatever's left in the fridge. That's okay, but sometimes it's not the most nourishing, right? But the game changer that I'm most excited about for my family is daily harvest. So instead of resorting to that random assortment of fridge leftovers, I've been enjoying these delicious, quick, and truly satisfying meals delivered right to my doorstep. I mean, who wouldn't want fruit and veggie-packed smoothies? My kids love them, by the way. Or a portobello and pesto flatbread. That's what I'm having tonight. I'm super excited. And the best part, there's no post-cooking cleanup. It's a dream. What I genuinely appreciate about Daily Harvest is their commitment to quality. They work directly with farmers, talking about growth, ensuring that the ingredients are frozen at peak ripeness, locking in that fresh taste and nutrition. It's transparent. And what you see is generally what you eat. Plus, knowing that they support sustainable farming and using recyclable and packaging that you can actually compost, feels good to be a part of something 
positive for the planet. Keep yourself and your freezer full with hassle-free meals from Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash calm, C-A-L-M, to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash calm, C-A-L-M, for up to $65 off your first box. Jeez, now I'm hungry. Okay, so just as we feed our bodies with wholesome foods, it's just as important to feed our minds with positive thoughts and understanding. So I want to dive back into this garden metaphor and explore how we can better nurture our mental landscapes, right? You know, you can't just plant a garden and then forget about it and then expect it to just like thrive. You don't just walk out the next day and see it just like the Garden of Eden. Same goes for our minds. Think of proactive mental health care as the regular watering, the fertilizing, and yes, even talking to your plants, if that's your thing, I do. It's the day-to-day stuff that keeps your mental garden lush and vibrant. It's like when you notice your favorite plant looking a little too droopy. You don't just shrug and walk away, right? No, you check the soil, maybe give it a little water or move it to a sunnier spot, that's being proactive. It's about catching the small stuff before it becomes the big stuff. And while we're here, I want to talk about your garden club, the people who are right there with you, trowel in hand, ready to dig into the dirt. These are your go-to folks who help you pull out the negativity and cheer you on when you're blooming like a prize winning rose. They're the ones who get that life isn't always a bouquet of roses and that's okay. So who's in your garden club? Who are the people who not only admire your blooms, but also aren't afraid to get their hands dirty when it's time to weed the garden? And also keep in mind, conversely, when your garden is blooming with plenty, be there for those whose gardens need tending. As good as it feels to hear, oh, what beautiful roses you have, be there to offer support when theirs look more like sticks with thorns. So to close, I want to loop back to where we started. You wouldn't judge a garden by a couple of weeds or some overgrown bushes, right? No, you look at how it's cared for, the variety of plants, and maybe even how many bees or butterflies it attracts. Same goes for our mental health. It's not about the labels or the stigmas. It's about the love and the attention that we give our own and our landscape. So the next time you're quick to call something a weed, either in your headspace or someone else's, I want you to pause for a moment. I want you to remember that every plant in your garden, even the ones you didn't plant on purpose, has its own little role to play. And getting to know what each one needs is your first step to having a garden that's not just easy on the eyes, but also strong and beautiful and able to weather a storm. So I have a challenge for you this week. Here's your green thumb challenge. This week, 
Take 10 minutes each day to do a garden walk through your mind. Yes, you heard me, just 10 minutes. During this time, ask yourself, what's growing well? And what needs a little TLC? Are there any weeds I need to get to know better? Write down these thoughts. Or if you're more of a talker, maybe share them with someone in your circle who gets it. The goal is to become more aware of what's happening in your mental garden so you can give it the care it actually deserves. So this week, try it. Give it, and just it's not going to hurt, I promise you. Give it a shot. Commit to tending to your mental gardens with the same love and attention that you would give to a prized rose or a beautiful succulent. Because every thought, every emotion is a seed that deserves a chance to grow. Happy gardening. Whether sun or rain, continue to walk through your garden and notice how beautiful it actually is. Thank you for listening. Thank you for living. And until next time, be kind to your mind. And join me again as we calm it down. To find more episodes of Calm It Down, see where I may be appearing in your area, or to simply want to know where to send me some chocolate chip cookies, visit calmitdownpodcast.com. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson, composer, pianist, and nationally recognized Sweet Tooth. The views, expressions, and techniques in this episode are of my personal opinion and not intended, nor should they, serve as a substitute for medical advice or diagnosis rendered to you by your individual doctor or other healthcare provider. Only a licensed physician should evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical advice to you. And you should only act upon the advice of this physician. Now, I'm an extreme empath by nature. But my profession is that of a composer and pianist, not a licensed therapist or a physician. I hear from thousands of listeners how my music has helped them through various stages of emotional needs, and I simply want to offer this in future podcast episodes to aid those needs. So to find a list of licensed professionals in your area, please visit CometDownPodcast.com. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review, or better yet, share it with a friend. While it takes less than 60 seconds to do, its impact will last for years to come, as every little bit helps in growing the awareness and the importance of mental and emotional health. Thank you for listening. Thank you for living. And until next time, be kind to your mind, and join me again as we calm it down.